Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, um, kings and queens. I'm Jenny Lee. And I'm Shanira. And we are Uncommon Women. And we have a, an amazing guest speaker. Her name is Jessie Lee Perez, and she will be speaking on the importance of self-love. I'm going to be going into her bio. Jessie Lee Perez. Jessie Lee Perez is a personal trainer for relationships who got, whose gaps uh, who gaps the process of relationships in a way that is truly transforming to lives. She is a faith filled woman with a degree in certified IBA business analyst, author, and founder of We Speak of Color Inc. She is an expert in human temperament using fundamental scientific and psychological principles of humanity to help to help under to help understand people more. Hey, Jenny, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the Uncommon Women Show. I'm so um, blessed to be here. Thank, thank you, you so much for giving us the opportunity to be able to have you on our platform and just get um, some important information in regards to helping women uh, internationally, nationally, in regards to self-love and just the ways to um, enhance anyone's personality. Uh, but before we get into the good things today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how was your life growing up? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's part of what probably makes me a little uncommon as a woman. <laughs> um, you know, I did not grow up um, with the typical lifestyle um, that you see in America. Um, I lived and was born in the United States, but I was born in a small town off the coast of Maine. And we lived in the woods and we lived off the land and we didn't have running water till I was six. So we'd like have to go out and pump our water from a well. And in Maine, it snows eight months of the year. So you had to sometimes wow. tunnel through the snow to get to the well to pump the water. And remember to make sure your hand's not wet when you grab that metal pump. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't remember when I was one, but we actually didn't have electricity until I was not nearly two. And so wow. I remember one day my mother coming in and I have this vivid image of her turning on the gas light. Um, and so I don't know if maybe it was a power outage or maybe I actually have a memory from that young, but it was part of our lifestyle. Was, we had a farm, we had an acre garden, um, and that's, that's how we lived. And I didn't think that that was unusual. Um, I didn't know any different. And so when I started going to school, um, my friends didn't live like that. And I still didn't notice the difference, but they did. And 
it made them uncomfortable to come to my house because I didn't have those modern things that they did. And um, it actually impacted my childhood quite a bit. And it spaced people out for me to where maybe I would have had friends that I didn't have because they were uncomfortable with how my family lived. Mm, interesting. So do you feel at a young age, uh, children had a different perspective on you based on how you were raised or your environment of your household? I do now looking back, I never thought that way. But now that I look back and I kind of see how like people didn't really want to come to my house. And I didn't notice that at the time. I just noticed that, you know, it was just me and my sister and my mom and we just, you know, lived life. You know, my dad would work out of state for half of the year. And so we would go back and forth to New York um, every few weeks to visit. And when we were in New York, it was a much different lifestyle because they mm. had a house with running water and all that. And it was on Long Island. And, <laughs> um, and so I just kind of adapted. But now looking back, I, I realized that I missed a lot of socialization that I would have had if I had been building friendships there. Mm. But uniquely, because it was a small town and, and with any small town, you, d you don't have a lot of um, a lot of friendship options. You have whoever's in your small town that's your age range. And I found that, you know, as I did mature with these people and I you know, went through eighth grade there, um, I didn't actually have a lot in common with these people. Mm. And the relationships that I did build um, weren't probably uh, fostering healthy things in me anyway. Okay. That makes sense. It does. I think it's kind of unique how you grew up, I think it's different, you know, and then when you speak about it, it just gives people a different perspective on, you know, you know, two different lifestyles and you're able to like, you know, make them understand like, well, this is how I grew up and then this is how you grew up. And they kind of like, you, like you said, you adapted to it. So it kind of like, that's intriguing to me. I don't know about how others are, but I just love how that just like, how that is like, you know, you're not, you didn't grow up, with having electricity and then having it. And then that's really kind of cool. I like yeah. that. It's amazing how we can look back sometimes though and mm -hmm. watch how God weaves our story together. Because yeah. what I didn't know is that one day, long time from my future of childhood, I would end up marrying a man from a foreign nation who grew up in poverty with also without running water or electricity. Wow. And you being see? able to go to his village and live and it's okay. Whereas had I not, been raised like that, that would have probably been a huge hurdle for me to overcome. Wow. And I believe the way that you were raised probably builds more intimacy and more relationship with your family, obviously, because you're doing different things ver versus the norm of what everyone else is doing with electricity and TV and, you know, things um, adapting to, you know, the norm. So I think you probably built a, more of a relationship with your family. Is that correct? Um, a little bit, you know, it's, it's kind of based on like who your parents are, right? And how oh, they parent. Um, <laughs> some yeah. parents are really engaged and some parents are like, your kids, you'll never get hurt. Go live your lives. <laughs> and that's kind of how my parents were. Okay. Um, so my dad was gone a lot. My mom was in the garden or doing whatever and was like, you're in the woods. What can happen? You know? Um, and so there wasn't a lot of supervision and bonding and, but I did actually build a really close bond with the creation, creation of God. I spent a yeah. lot of times in the woods and I, I almost, it was like, I could sense 
who God was. Now, mind you, I did not grow up in a Christian home, but I could sense who God was simply by spending like six hours of time walking through his creation. Wow. And I just built this relationship with God, not knowing that I was building a relationship with God. I just knew that he was there, whoever he was. And, And I was connected somehow to him. And I mean, it wasn't until many years later, and I'm sure we'll probably come across this at some point in the conversation, but I didn't even get saved till I was 26. So huge time period before I actually came to know who it was that when in my childhood, I actually started wow. to relate to. That's amazing. So can you give us some steps that will teach women how to grow both spiritually and practically? I love to. So, you know, I think if I'm to think about this, there's three key things. You know, I, I'm one of those people. I don't like to overcomplicate things. Like, mm-hmm. let's just give it to you simple, because a lot of times the simpler we can make it, not only the easier it is to right. walk out, but like yeah. a lot of times all that extra complexity is just noise and we don't need it anyway. Right. <laughs> so, like, if I'm to like think of like the three things that are really like crucial to not only helping you like um, maybe grow spiritually, but also just as a person and maybe emotionally and, and, and in your life, you know, is believe in God, know God and know yourself. And I'd love to be able to break those down a little, if that's okay. Absolutely. You can yeah, right. Right. So you know, when it comes to believing in God, you know, there's this idea that you can just, okay, I believe there's a God out there somewhere. Well, okay. That's a step in the right direction. You know, but believing in God for who he is through the Bible is kind of a key piece to that because a lot of people will say, oh, I believe in God. I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And actually, I don't even think that I need that. But when you do have that, you understand how that works and why that is crucial to actually having that relationship, which we'll get to in just a mm-hmm. second. But that believing in God is that first step, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't even have that, you can't come to know somebody you don't believe in. <laughs> like you just got to have it in order. And so, you know, opening yourself not only to believe in God through Jesus Christ, but also it's this factor of believing God who is who he says he is. And that is a serious thing because when you take God out of your box that, oh, there's a God who can do these things that I think he can do into an understanding that God can and will always be more than you can comprehend and being okay with that. See, we, we feel like we've got to have it all figured out. we got to feel like we, nope, if I can't figure it all out, it must not be what it, but, but God is so much more than we can comprehend with our own minds. Mm -hmm. And we have to say, okay, I believe you. I believe that you're things you can do that I've never seen on earth happen that I can't fathom with my mind actually bridging out of my natural vision into the things that you have done and will do and might even do in my personal life, you know, mm-hmm. and just give him the freedom to just be him and be okay. Not knowing it all, not feeling like you have to have God figured out to believe in him. And I think mm-hmm. that's a crucial thing. Even for people who believe in God, who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, sometimes we still feel like, well, I don't know if I can really believe in him because like there's this thing I haven't figured out yet. That's okay. God's God. Let God be God. He's got it figured out, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need mm-hmm. to figure it all out. We just need to believe him. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's this step too, and that's the know him. 
And, you know, that takes it to where, you know, you can believe him. You can have a relationship with Jesus Christ, say, I believe that you are the son of God, that you died on the cross, that I am sanctified because you rose from the dead and that, you know, you took your sin upon, my sin upon you. And and have that saved relationship and still not know him. And the reason is because knowing comes through building a relationship. And you can have that introduction relationship and that'll get you into heaven. But that introduction relationship is not going to bring you into truly knowing him. Like really like, like if you're going to spend time with somebody, like you're going to get to know them. And and if you mm-hmm. want to know somebody, you have to spend time with them. Right. Yeah. Like you can know about somebody all day long. You can watch their Facebook scroll. You can see what God's doing in other people's lives. Watch that scroll go by. But until you take the steps and actually spend time with him yourself, you're not going to know him. You're going to know about him. You're going to know what he's done in, in Tracy's life and, and, you know, Billy's life. But wh- who is he? Who is he to you? What is that personal I know him relationship? Because I've seen him do this in my life. And when I was down, he's the one who picked me up. And when, you know, I didn't know what to do in the situation, it felt like everything was going to come down. There was no way this could work out. And I walked out of that without a scrape. Like, mm-hmm. he's in it. And, and as we get to know him, one of the best ways to know him is through the Bible. Why? Because the whole Bible shows his character. It shows what he's done. It shows who he is. If you're standing with a group of friends and you watch one of your friends do something, you're going to make assumption about their character based on how they do what they do and how they respond. So you're watching their character unfold before you. The same thing happens when you read the Bible. You watch God's character unfold before you. You watch how he interacts with other people, how he picks them up when they're down, how he corrects them when they're not doing right. You know, you get to know him. And as you do that, you get to see him start to work in your life because you know what to look for because you know his character. Now you know him. And so that's step two. So believe in God, step one, know God, step two. And knowing never ends. Like there's no, I finally know you. That's Absolutely. And then the third thing is knowing yourself because, you know, we can dive in and really get to know God. But if we don't know ourselves, we're still missing a piece because when we don't know why we do what we do, why we respond the way we do, why we can't seem to get a hold hold on this or or why we're getting so worked up over this, why we feel like we don't fit in our own skin. I mean, there's so I mean, the list goes on, right? Everybody has an area where they either have struggled, will struggle, or are struggling. It, I mean, it's that's part of being alive. But knowing yourself and understanding who you are, why you're built that way, and, and understanding like, gosh, when I'm responding this way, it's because of this in my life, or it's because this is how I'm designed to think, or, you know, this is my parenting coming out over here that maybe, you know, when I was little, this happened to me and this is how I'm responding now, but maybe, maybe I have to dig deep and to really start to see like, who am I that I would understand myself because you can't have the best relationships until you first have a relationship with yourself. And, you know, those are, again, all growing relationships. We'll never have the perfect relationship with ourselves, even because that's always in a, a continuously evolving. Right. Um, but yeah. So I would say the answer to your question, believe in God, know God and know yourself. Mm, I like that. And I, I believe that's what um, separates religion versus relationship. Yeah. The three points that you point out, which was extremely important. 
I like that. Yeah, so do I. And then especially when you said about knowing yourself, because I feel like when you don't know yourself, you know, but then you can know God, sometimes that, that creates a lot of issues within yourself because that's where the struggles come in. So Yeah, and you be comparing yourself, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know yourself, then you're comparing your relationship to God with like Sandy's relationship with God. Well, yeah. over here, Sandy's got this going. Why isn't that happening with me? Well, mm -hmm. you don't know yourself. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to be able to understand your relationship with your own God, you know? Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. As you get to know him, he he reveals to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so much. All a part of the puzzle pieces so mm -hmm. much <laughs> and sometimes we're scared to open that box you know of who we are and like yeah. you know and it's and he never does it all at once he's not just gonna be like boom there you go girl he's gonna be like then what <laughs> <laughs> he's gentle he takes us one step at a time like an onion like if you've seen shrek shrek you know the ogres yeah. Are yeah. <laughs> anyway so like you know i remember i was probably i don't know maybe 28 years old and and I was just having this time with God where I was kind of, well, I would say afraid. It was probably understand. I was petrified that he was going to show me the next step of myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because in prayer, it was like he was getting ready to reveal, like, who I really am. Mm. I'm like, God, I, I don't even want to know. Like, <laughs> I was no good. I know that. Then I came to you. You made me good. Let's just keep it there. I don't even know what I <laughs> And so I'm like, God, I don't know if I want to go there. Like, don't, maybe don't open that box, you know? And we're afraid to know, like, like it's going to be this monster and we don't want to see this. And like, God, you, you don't even know how bad I really am. But like, God knows us. He knows us. <laughs> he, sure does. he sure does. And so in prayer that one day I'm laying on my bed and I'm like, God, I'm just going to start crying now because I know it's going to be horrible. <laughs> He's so gentle. Yeah, he is. And he opens yes. up this thing. And it's like I had this like vision of him showing me myself. And when he opened it up, it was me as a six-year-old girl twirling and spinning free and beautiful and pure and just I just cried. I just bawled oh my because I never imagined that who he would show me I am was that six-year-old girl who was still kept, who was still pure, who hadn't, you know, gone through everything that I went through after I turned six. Like, it was just amazing that he went back to the flower. He went back to that little girl and said, that's who you are. Mm. Oh, you know? So we can't be afraid with God. We've just got to trust him. Let him, because sometimes it does hurt, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's a healing process, and that's what he's taken us through, you know? Wow, I can just imagine that. I can just imagine like the picture. We're just speaking. I can just imagine the picture. That is beautiful. And how he took you back, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that was like the innocent part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this. But he took uh -huh. you back to your childless, you either child moment where you were just carefree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. So let's let's go into let's go into some parts. Um, let's elaborate a little bit. Can you speak on personalities and uh, attributes and why we why we think certain ways or do certain things um, as adults or how it how it got to that place? Absolutely. You know, um, I didn't kind of try to go out to become a temperament consultant. It just 
it just happened. Okay. Um, but like, I'm a very logical thinker. And I think that's one of the things that kind of, you know, had me caught up a little bit in relationship building because mm -hmm. I'm like, I got to understand people. I got to like, I got to get right to the point. Um, and people there we're, we're relational people. We're not like logical, you know, always. Right. <laughs> and so my brain like that. <laughs> um, but when I started to learn about people and how we're wired to think, it's called the temperament. A lot of people will say personality and personality is the tests and things like that. Um, but what I actually focus on is the temperament. So the difference between the two is that the temperament is the innate way that we're wired when we're born and it, and it's how we function and how we think about things through life. Um, and then personality is temperament plus life experience that go together to frame our worldview. Mm. And so um, a lot of the different kinds of assessments you'll see are actually temperament, but people don't know what that is, so they call it personality. Okay. <laughs> um, but really what it kind of breaks down to is that there are four different temperament types. And um, I don't know if you are familiar with Myers-Briggs. Have you ever, ever taken a Myers-Briggs assessment? It's got a bunch of different letters and people are trying to Yeah, so it's, it's popular in some like work groups and things like that. Um, government does a lot with it. But basically there's a science that was developed over the years to try to understand how people think. Why are we different? Why, how are we the same? And so I use a colors um, kind of approach to take all that, but really put it down into four colors. Okay. So it's blue, green, mm -hmm. orange, and gold. And so we're all a spectrum of all of the parts. And that's what's missed, I think, a lot, is that sometimes we're tr people try to pigeonhole us and say, oh, you're just this or just that. But we're hum human beings. So right. we really are all a spectrum. But we are going to lead with certain colors. And so you know, each one of the colors has certain things that really define how you think, um, what, why you do what you do, why you care about what you care about. For example, somebody who is um, a very bright blue, they're going to be those relational people. Hey, everybody, you know, your friend, your friends, your family. Some of your family might not be your family if they're not acting right, you know. Um, and then, you know, they never met a stranger. But, like, they thrive on relationships. And, and it's all about, you know, trying to help people out because they need to help. Um, you know, and that's just, like, who Blue is. Um, whereas then you've got your, your goals and your goals are very structured people. You know, they have, it's all about, you know, I gotta have things in order. Um, I need to plan things in advance. Don't spring things on me. That's really stressful. And I don't need that in my life. Um, <laughs> they're, you know, kind of when it comes to kind of how they relate, they've got their friends, but that's kind of their friends. That's their bubble. They're really comfortable in that bubble. They know their bubble. Meeting other people is okay, but it's not really their thing. Like going out and being like that social butterfly is not a gold. Mm -hmm. um, and so then you've got like your your orange, totally the opposite of gold. They're the hey everybody, what's going on? Like come party, let's do this. <laughs> um, and they're the like get life of the party. Mm -hmm. They couldn't care less if they had a schedule. As a matter of fact, if they have too tight of a schedule, it is just stress all day long. They got to fly by the seat of their pants. Change is a good thing. Like. So you can see how like these are starting to like mm -hmm. very different. And then you've got your green and that's kind of where my whole logical piece came from because I'm very green, but I'm also very orange, I'm very green, orange. Um, <laughs> and so the green is that, you know, everything has to make sense. They take um, emotion out of decision-making. Um, it's kind of 
you know, live life by, by what, what works, what makes sense, what you can actually see and prove. Um, you know, they're not very relational either. Of course, they've got their people, but it's, you know, none of the small talk, you know, if we're gonna have a conversation, let's get to the meat of it, you know, and, and right. straight to the point. And sometimes they can come across a little abrasive because they get straight to the point. And Blue's like, put a little fluff in there. Say good morning first, you know, this. <laughs> and so, you know, just being able to kind of understand who you are, but also who other people are. Because you're gonna run into people of all these different color spectrums, right? You can be offended yeah. by somebody, not because they're meaning offense, but just because you're looking at things from totally different perspectives and you approach things differently. And so mm-hmm. that's just kind of a little bit of a surface on like just kind of how to start to understand people, why we think what we think, because truly we we have um, needs that are specific to our temperament. We have strengths that are specific to our temperament, joys, and even what we value and why we value it. So we all probably value family, but we value it in different ways that can actually be described, which is kind of neat. I like that. And that's probably why I'd be so stressed out because they're like, oh, can you do this tomorrow? And I'm like, no, like how do you do this though (laughs) the next day? You need to call me at least a week in advance. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Well, the fact that you have, you know, you have everything so orderly, even for this, like how you provided all the details and documents and schedule. I was like, okay, she definitely has a little gold in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that definitely did get pointed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you sure did point it out. But yeah, she is. She's very, she's very well organized. She is. And I like that because it kind of like helps me, you know, when she sends me things over and, you know, and. I'm like, okay, I like it, you know, because it, it works for me. Yes. I'm organized, but not organized. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like the, the orange who like flies by the seat of their pants, they are very organized. They will have a stack of paper this tall on their desk all the time. <laughs> but and they it looks like it's a mess. But you ask them where anything is, they're like, it's about what three quarters of the way down that stack. Yep. And it's the only yellow paper between the blue and the... <laughs> They know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you go to a gold's desk and everything is like gone. There's nothing on the desk. Maybe a pencil if there's a reason for it to be there and it's in the right direction, you know, <laughs> with their little cup because they like their sticky notes and has paper. <laughs> you made a good point because my son's room could be a mess, but he will know when like something's missing or something. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. How do you know? Like in my head, I'm like, how do you know? I can't find nothing in your room. <laughs> it was right there. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I like the perspective and how colors are used. Can um, my question is, why are colors being used? Well, you know, it could be other things. I, I think that one of the reasons that they use colors, because I, I, I'm certified to to do this methodology. I didn't create it. Okay, so okay. so um, I think one of the reasons they went with colors is because it it's not something that takes you into like another like um, persona. So like, it's not like a a bird or a a dog or an animal or something. And and so it allows you to associate with something that you can still be you and not have to feel like you're taking on another persona. Um, I think another reason is because colors um, stimulate our emotion and our thoughts. And so when Mm. you think of an orange, what's something you think about just generally? Orange color. Uh, food. I mean, fruit. <laughs> okay, fruit. <laughs> An orange. Got it. 
Right. <laughs> with orange color, maybe fire or brightness or sunsets or mm-hmm. something a little bit bolder, not muted, right? So mm-hmm. Orange is not usually a, a muted color. Then you think about blue and they relate blue kind of to like the feeling of water, that fluidness, but yeah. kind of having that, uh, you know, peacefulness about it. Blue, they say if you paint a room blue, you get a, a sense of peacefulness. Mm-hmm. And the, the blues, they want to get along with everybody. They don't want to have any kind of, you know, hostility, no conflict. Let's just be peaceful, you know? Um, and then you've got your golds, and notice it's not called yellow. It is gold. <laughs> and so while it may be, you know, represented as a, a yellow in color, the, I think the idea behind the gold is that, you know, it's it's all about it is what it is. It's it's there's that pureness of it that that gold is one element, and and a and a you know gold in color of temperament is like they've got their set ways this is how it is and and i think that that kind of ties in a little and then of course you've got your your green and and i don't know for sure why green kind of is what it is but it seems to make sense to me so <laughs> wow That's good. so how how can we dig deep into loving ourselves through our colors or how we're um expressed upon ourselves based on the color of our personality. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's interesting is that we live in a society where we're flooded with media. Mm -hmm. And we're also flooded with people's opinions in our own households even, you know? And and sometimes we feel like people are always telling you, this is how you should be. This is how you should be. This is how you should dress. This is how you should think. Why can't you be more like this person? Why can't you be more like me? You're Mm -hmm. just like your mom. I mean, like, all these things that were are impressed upon us with who are supposed to take our identity from or or how we're supposed to change because we're not good enough for this or we're not good enough in that maybe you're not supposed to be mm. that's the you know we each color spectrum also has innate weaknesses not just innate strengths oh. and if we look at them almost as a puzzle somebody else's perfect strength is going to fit into somebody else's perfect weakness. Mm -hmm. And what does that do? It forces us to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And God has called us to build relationships, not just with him, but with each other as a church, as his church. And as we can start to understand what our colors are, what our strengths are, why am I strong in this area? Well, maybe you practice and practice, practice, or maybe you're gifted in that area because it's aligned with your color. And Mm -hmm. maybe you're weak in that area because Nobody that's that color is good in that area. <laughs> and, you know, I think we put ourselves too much, you know, criticism on ourselves. Gosh, I'll never be as good at being organized as Sheila is. I just, I, no matter how much I try, I'm just not good enough. Okay, you're an orange. You're never going to be, she's gold. It's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Come on, find your strength. Right. <laughs> you know? But when we can understand those things, we have we get to stop comparing ourselves to, to right. each other. We can just start and say, okay, Mm -hmm. they're really good at that. I value that so much. And I know I'm not good at that because I'm not designed to be good at that. So I'm going to embrace who I am and how I'm designed because it's who I am. You know, I felt really self-conscious growing up just because of my inability to naturally build relationships. Well, I didn't know I was green and I didn't know even what that meant. (laughs) But greens don't build relationships the same way as a blue or an orange. And, and even gold, golds kind of build them like kind of organically and there's this connection that happens and they 
they end up with that close friend, right? Hmm. But, and Blue's like everybody's friend, unless you do wrong and then there's no Blue for you. Um, and then green, oranges are like, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you're gonna have fun with me, let's go be friends. And if you're gonna right. go do this, let's go be friends doing that. I don't need a friend in every area. Let's just have a bunch of them, you know? <laughs> and then there's the, the, the greens is kind of like this, like if you get put into the fire with a, with a, with another green, like you're going to bond and you're going to be able to work through that together. And it's that working mm -hmm. through process that you build that relationship, that whole iron sharp and iron thing. Right. But other than that, like they, they don't do small talk. So how do you get past not knowing somebody to having a relationship? And a lot of greens struggle with that space in between mm. because other people do small talk and they don't know how to just jump into conversation. So how do you teach a green how to build relationships? Well, I didn't know until I learned and now I know and can teach others and I do because when you come into knowing somebody, greens are looking to understand. They're always seeking knowledge. So what I tell my greens is learn to under, look to understand the person that you want to get to know. So to the person you are getting to know, it looks like small talk, but to you reframe it. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I heard you have a business. Like, what do you do? Like, and then if, when they tell you what they do, that's usually where the conversation pitters out because then they switch topics. But a green can't do that. So be interested. Oh, really? You work with kids? Like, I've got tons of nieces and nephews. Like, what kind of kids do you work with? Because now they're digging deeper for more information. And all of a sudden, right. as you're digging deeper, you're getting to know people more. And you walk away not just having a surface conversation, but actually knowing something about the person. And guess what happens to the other person? They feel like you're interested. Mm -hmm. Isn't it yeah. amazing when people feel like you're yeah. actually interested? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know who that person was, but they cared. They wanted to know more about me. Like, I love them already. <laughs> and you've overcome this thing that greens struggle with in that simple way of just wanting to know more. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I love just how the whole colors play out and the whole personality thing going that, that I would have never known. So I guess no, I'm a, we don't, I guess I'm, right? No, no. And I, I guess I'm a blue. I'm going to say I'm a blue. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It's not something we naturally just know, you know, it's this, I mean, I guess in a way it's kind of like any science. Like I love science because it's the discovery of what God's done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, when we start to really peel back the layers and understand things like how many people like are like by the way let me tell you how the person human person thing like no like, it just doesn't happen right right uh -huh. like, it's god's perfect design and like when we expose it and you're like oh my gosh it's sitting there in front of me this whole time and i had no idea it's just amazing yeah it is so jesse what inspires you ah uh, I love that question. You know, <laughs> I would say because of who I am and, and, and how I'm wired, there is nothing more inspiring than watching other people fulfill their callings and the ability to grow. I love watching people go from where they are and take steps and grow. And, and on, the in, on the inverse, it's so frustrating to watch somebody with so much potential do nothing with it. Yes. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, I just, I just I want to make you do something because <laughs> there's, it's so inspiring when I see somebody and I, and I see, you know, that they started here and they're growing and, and they're doing this and they're reaching out and maybe it's not a success all the time. And that's 
totally normal. If you're successful all the time, I need to meet you because I've never met one in person like that. <laughs> but like, it's that they're out there and they're trying and they're trying to, you know, make that path that they believe is the way that they're, they're called to walk. And, and that's really encouraging, especially, especially when it's what, if they have got that relationship with God and it's what they believe that God is calling them to do. Like that is truly the most inspirational thing. And you know, God calls us to do all kinds of different things. You know, some people are called to direct minister and they're in there in the hard places, you know, just preaching it on the street and, and knocking on doors. And, and other people are called to, to write and other people are called to bake. Like literally, your ministry could be baking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's how God wants to use you. And if you're on that path and you're doing it, like that is so inspiring. Mm. I like that. And then sometimes as we, you know, everybody has a ministry, we're not seeing everything as a whole, but yeah. Yeah. we all need each other in the long run. Yes. Yeah. Make it whole, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. Is there anything that you would like to share um, to women or express that we didn't cover today? Well, I think maybe just, you know, don't be afraid to live, laugh, and love and be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when it comes to living, you know, you could be, you could just be when life is passing by or you could be part of it. And and don't be that person who lets life just go, you know, and pass by mm -hmm. in front of you be part of it. Like go do whatever it is that you feel like God is calling you to do because you know, we are, we don't always make perfect steps, but if we're praying and we're seeking him, like, it's not like we have a specific calling and that's what we always have to do. Like God has a whole life for us to live. And it's this moving thing that's continuously changing yeah. and be part of that. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Don't hold back because you could make a mistake. Like right. just go be part of what God is doing and live it. And then like, you know, laughing, like, it's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay. Like, we're not going to be perfect, even if we wanted to be. In that one moment where you're totally trying to get it right, like, that's the time when your heel's going to break and you're going to fall on your butt. You know, like, it's, just, it's okay. Just laugh it off. Laugh at yourself and move on because, you know, don't worry about what other people think. Just mm. go with it, you know? And love, you know? I think a lot of us are afraid to love because we've been hurt. And when it comes to opening up those doors of love, you know, love is the greatest healer in the world. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. if we have been hurt, like not allowing love in is just keeping us in that space. Whereas we just kind of open ourselves up, you know, and the greatest love of all, of course, comes from God. And as he fills us with his love and that will start to pour out of us onto others and just yeah. let yourself love and, and take that risk because it's gonna be so worth it. So, and then just be you, you know? I mean, we're all designed to be ourselves, quirks and all, <laughs> you. Like there's nobody that can be you better than you can and you're designed right. to be yeah. you for a reason, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we that. definitely need some more love in the world, absolutely. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. <laughs> and not only that, there's a lot more people need to learn to love themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that once they start doing that, and then that's where the love can come into the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, don't hold yourself like at such a, a level. Like God, God made you on purpose for who you are. And maybe you've gone through some hard stuff and maybe it's hardened you, you know? 
let God break that shell down, you know? You know, maybe maybe you don't like you because of how you've been formed through your life and the things that have happened to you. And don't let that hinder you. Go into God and be like, God, like, I don't like myself. Fix me. Like, you know mm -hmm. what? Make me who you want me to be. And, and it's okay to tell him that. He's He can handle it. And, you know, it's amazing what he can do. We, You know, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, sometimes we try to do the fruit of the Spirit. You can't do the fruit of the Spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. Those yeah. things come when God is filling us. Mm -hmm. If we're lacking in, you know, self-control or patience or love or, you know, any of the any of the fruit of the Spirit. Notice it's not called fruits of the Spirit. It's fruit. It is the fruit of God coming out through us, you know? And, and it's when we're filled with Him that we can really love ourselves the best because what we realize is that I'll never be perfect. And, and you give yourself like permission to do that mm -hmm. you know if we're holding ourselves to such a standard that oh gosh if i don't get this right or if i don't make that perfect score or no just give yourself permission to not be perfect god handles that he's the perfect right. one if he yeah. wants you to be perfect in something he'll make it happen through you because we don't need to control it That's let right. him you know, yeah. do yes mm -hmm. excellent but don't aim for perfection wow I love that. Him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share your business or where we can find you? Yeah. Oh, and also and also your book. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so I try to make it easy. It's just my name. So it's Jesse Lee Perez.com. J-E-S-S-I-E-L-E-E -S -S -E -E Perez P-E-R-E-Z.com. And you know, I tell you a little bit about myself. i I am I've got all kinds of interesting things on there. My about page is not like anybody else's about page. <laughs> um, and then my book is on there as well. It's called Color by Design. And so this really kind of goes into an understanding of things we've talked about today, understanding yourself through the lens of color, um, but not just about it. It helps you understand it to where you can start to apply it in your own life. And this is everything from your, your relationship with yourself, relationship with others, professional relationships, and even your relationship with God. Um, there's a chapter where I walk through the different stages of relationship and what that looks like. Because, you know, sometimes we don't realize there's different stages of relationship. And so when we start to recognize that, it, we can start to look at our relationships in our life and, and really see them in a different way that can help us mature them in ways that are really healthy. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So viewers, be sure to check out her website. Um, Dive deep into her book again, jessieleeperez.com. Uh, and she has all her goodies on her website, uh, named after her, which is good. You can't forget it if you remember our name of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> so, there is one question that we do ask all of our uh, guest speakers. Um, you touched a little bit, bit on it, uh, but we would like to know what makes you uncommon. There's way too many to answer in one question. So really what I'm going to break it down to is that the diversity that I've seen in my life has afforded me the opportunity to look into other people's lives in unique ways. Mm, I like that. It was like straight to the point. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, the view of seeing other people's lives. I like that. That was amazing. <laughs> Um, thank you so much, Jesse Lee, for Jenny Lee and Jesse Lee. I love it. But anyway. I know, it's great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Thank you so much for uh, coming on today and uh, dropping the jewels, uh, the gems in regards to self-love and letting us know, you know, the different perspectives in regards to the colors. Uh, viewers, be sure to like and share um, our YouTube channel, Uncommon Women Podcast, and subscribe. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a speaker or you know someone that wants to become a speaker, uh, you can go on our website at uncommonwomen.net. Also, where our self-love apparel is, which me and Jenna Lee mm -hmm. ironically is wearing the same shirt today. That was <laughs> and um also, next week, we have a guest speaker that's coming on Thursday at 7 p.m., so be sure to tune into that. And I believe I said everything else. Is there anything else? <laughs> no. All right, viewers, well, thank you for tuning in today, and be sure to stay uncommon. Bye. Bye.